It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Well, I wasn't planning on hosting a show this Friday night, but all it took was one person on Twitter to say, are you hosting a show I need a Steve Kerr vent session. And I was like, yeah, why not? Let's do it. So Friday Night Live, the Warriors lost to the Sixers. I actually was encouraged. We'll break it all down next. This, where's my open? Is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors. Your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. You can follow me, Cyrus Otzes, on Twitter at DogSurfRoadShow. Let's get the overlay open for the chat. I want to make this show about you tonight. Uh, if you have opinions, obviously the stream is flowing. What's up, Rebel the Sounds? Um, but if you have opinions, express them. Let's communicate. Um, we reached a 30-game mark of the season tonight, and the Warriors are now two games under 500. What makes things worse is the road record. They're 2-14, second worst in the NBA, the worst road record in the Western Conference. No cap is writing. Oh boy, this season is over. I told you, I'm not even close to ready to go to that point yet. And a huge reason why is because of the standings. So the Golden State Warriors right now, and look, we're a little past the third mark of the NBA season, which is enough of a sample size to start having some legitimate opinions about this team. Uh, you know, things are taking shape, unfortunately for the Warriors, not necessarily for in a good reason, but... Right now, they're three games out of the sixth seed, which Sacramento and Portland are tied with. And the sixth seed is what you need to avoid the play-in. They're three and a half games out of the four seed. 
five and a half games out of the three seed, six and a half back. I'm sorry, uh, five back of the Pelicans. So only four and a half back of the Nuggets. I'm sorry, only three and a half back of the Suns. And they trail the first place Memphis Grizzlies, who, by the way, look damn good uh, by six games. And uh, by the way, I don't know. If, I don't know if you folks watched the uh, uh, the Locked On NBA show we did earlier this season before the season started, where we had a lot of these uh, panels, and they were they were separated by the level of your team in terms of how good they are. So the Warriors are obviously bunched in the group with the title contenders, like the Locked On Celtics host was there. Uh, like the locked on, not Suns. Who else was in that group? The Bucks. Anyways, and I had this argument with a lot of people in that group about how the Grizzlies belonged in that conversation, and they do. They're they to me are the biggest threat to the Warriors again. Uh, and and they're currently nineteen and nine and soaring. They can make a, a midseason trade to get even better. They're definitely a team to look out for. But look, no cap. The whole point is the Warriors season is far from over. Um, they're making mistakes that they need to correct. And we'll talk about that, but, um, no, the season's far from over. I mean, look, I was on, uh, locked on sports yesterday with my great friend, Peter, who hosts that show. And I was telling him and the sentiment is shared pretty much across every platform, every group that if the Warriors make the playoffs, you just can't count them out. You can't count them out. And Gilbert, Arbalo, I agree. The Pelicans are scary. There's a lot of scary teams out there, but the Grizzlies, to me, still are the far and away the biggest threat to the Warriors. Um, I, I think the Warriors could handle the Pelicans in the postseason. Andre writes that they got an eight-game homestand coming up uh, that they need to win most, if not all of them. Yeah, I, yeah that's fair. Um, that's fair. I, I, I support that. Um, but tonight, I was actually encouraged. You know, I you know, look, the Warriors came into this game. Without Stephen Curry, obviously, who's going to be missing a minimum of two weeks. But realistically, folks, it's going to be four to six weeks with that subluxation of the shoulder, a slight uh, a separation, dislocation, I'm sorry, of his left shoulder. Stephen Curry had a press conference today. I might play some sound for that later in the show. But um, look, so realistically, it's going to be four to six weeks that we're going to miss uh, Stephen Curry. They didn't have Andrew Wiggins tonight. He started practicing, so we'll hopefully see him soon. Draymond Green had a right quad contusion, which basically means he got a, a, a muscle bruise there. So he missed tonight's game. And then Clay Thompson played with a sore knee. Should we start with Clay Thompson, folks? We, you know, I, I, I that was not a good game. And a huge issue I had with Clay Thompson tonight, and I'm sure a lot of you did as well, is he looked disengaged. His body language was piss poor. And his performance was was not good either. I mean, if Clay Thompson just has an average game by his standards, the Warriors win tonight. But in 35 minutes of play, he shot just four for 17 from the field, three for eight from three, which is okay. You know, it's all right. But he was a negative nine in the plus minus, scored just 12 points. And for a game like this, where you really need him, um, you know, and, and, I've, and I, and I agree with what a lot of people are saying, which is that it looked like he was forcing a lot of his shots and it's very transparent when he's doing so like other teams can sniff that out. And when they do, they almost let him take those shots. He, he was atrocious. Absolutely. Right. It was, it was a horrible game for Clay Thompson. And at a certain point when we're talking about changes that need to be made with this team. Um, and again, Arian Anus, <laughs> 
your, your handle is anus a-e-n-u-s thank you you got me good there uh look, i'll touch on ty Jerome and and lamb and so forth in a moment but clay thompson it, there is a possibility i would love to know what you folks think but steve kerr i mean this is clearly the worst year of his coaching tenure with the golden state warriors and in his career because this is the only place he's ever coached he's he's gonna have to i think start contemplating benching clay and making him the sixth man i mean we've we've seen how good jordan Poole is as a starter versus how he is coming off the bench right last year didn't phase him that much but this year it's it's very apparent that jordan Poole is much more comfortable um as a starter as opposed to coming off the bench and the way clay thompson is playing this year i mean Look, I mean, I, you can make excuses for him a month ago because he was coming back from not the injuries, but from a, a lack of his normal conditioning routine in the offseason. You know, I've been an ardent supporter of Clay this whole season, his whole career. I love the man personally, but it might be time to bring Clay Thompson off the bench. I don't know if that would be the worst idea in the world. I think it might actually help things quite a bit. Um, no, look, Steve Kerr obviously loves him. But again, just to rehash, Clay Thompson had an awful game tonight. But there were positives. Now, one of the big positives I saw tonight um, was Jordan Poole himself, who had a pretty bad first half, but then regrouped nicely, finished the game with 29 points, was four for nine from three, shot 50% from the field, did have four turnovers. That seems to be a part of his game that he's really struggling with this year. But he had a, he had a fine game, folks. He he's he was a huge reason why the Warriors stayed in this game. Uh, he was not a part of that mad flurry to start the game. Uh, his performance came in the second half. But the Warriors did find a gem in Dante Divincenzo, who started tonight in place of of Stephen Curry. You're likely going to see him uh, continuing to start at least until Andrew Wiggins comes back. I'm curious to know what what the lineup's going to look like then. Most likely, it'll just be Poole and and Clay in the backcourt. Uh, and then DiVincenzo comes off the bench, but he was his career high in three point uh, made shots. Shots, I'm sorry, uh, is six. He made five tonight. Those were all, I believe, in the first quarter. Um, he cooled down a little bit after that, but he also had ten rebounds um, and to go along with six assists. He had a fantastic night statistically. He was hustling out there. Give that man an extension the moment you can, because Dante DiVincenzo, uh, his contract next year is a player option at four and a half million dollars. And um, and Deluser Gillis writes, why can't Dante finish? Uh, do you, are you referring to like the end of the game? Or I, I don't, you need to elaborate a little more on that. But uh, they need to keep him and they need to resolve that and they need to resolve that soon. All right, Anis, in just a minute, I will address uh, what you've been flooding this chat stream with um oh and you're referring to layups for Dante DiVincenzo yeah I, I've noticed that now and again it's not something I would hit a panic button over but he makes up for that with his overall play I that's a complaint I'm not going to throw out on tonight's show um but when we come back I want to I want to point out a few other highlights got to talk about James Wiseman his first game in a while he gives given a whopping 11 minutes I'm being sarcastic but I like what I saw, except for the, the three personal fouls in the first half. Um, that was kind of brutal. But James Wiseman, I think, he looked good. He didn't look like the liability that he's been 
Um, and I'll highlight the rest of the positives in tonight's game. First, I'd give some love to a couple of sponsors here. First off, the National Highway uh, Transportation Safety Agency. So you're hanging out with some friends. You're putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. But then you go, nah, you live nearby. You can make it home, okay? It's no big deal. What are the odds you're going to get pulled over anyways? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of drunk driving. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. And today's episode is also brought to you by Bet Online, our longtime sponsor. What a website. Oh, actually, you know what? I stand corrected. Oh, I am so sorry. Well, Bet Online is such a great sponsor, anyways. But tonight's show is, all, is brought to you by Prize Picks, another awesome sponsor. And Prize Picks is legal in California, folks. So if you're here, you can start playing today. Prize Picks is super fun. The entire premise is you're betting over-unders on individual performances. Jordan Poole probably had an over-under of 29 and a half tonight. You could have bet on the over-under of Jonathan Kaminga rebounds, on Joel Embiid's total points, rebounds, and assists combined. You could have a lot of fun with what you're betting on. And again, it's just all about over-unders. It's, it's two to six players. Uh, and if you bet on six and you nail that, you're winning a ton of money, folks. And again, it all, all it does when you play price picks is make you a whole lot more vested and interested in the game you're watching. That's very much the premise of sports gambling, folks. Download the price picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKED ON. So again, you deposit $100, they'll give you $100. If you deposit 50 bucks or you only have $25, they'll match that 50 or 25 bucks. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. Your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today, where I was just a guest actually last night from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, let's see what's going on in the chat. Uh, I'm going to talk about Jermichael Green in a moment. I actually thought he had a good game tonight. Um, I do agree, Rebel the Sounds, and Moses Moody should have played together. Peter Friesen writes from the Splash Brothers to the Brick Brothers. Ouch. Um, Anus continuing to flood the, <laughs> the chat uh, with, with Ty Jerome. And Anthony Lamb uh, criticism. <laughs> I'll, I'll get to that in just a minute. I promise you, folks. Uh, but I want to highlight the positives first before we get to the critique, just because there's so much critique. 
And um, there are some bright sides to this game. I thought Jonathan Kaminga played great. I know the stat sheet will not necessarily show that. He had seven points, clearly not great. Zero rebounds, clearly not great. Three assists, meh. He had one turnover, but he also was playing, I thought, great defense on James Harden. I thought he was tasked with muscling inside with Joel Embiid a lot tonight, along with Kevon Looney. Um, I, I thought he was fine. I thought, look, Kaminga's not going to have big scoring outputs every time he plays. He's only 20 years old. He's still figuring the game out. And in a game like tonight against a very tough defensive team like the Philadelphia 76ers, I will forgive him for a lackluster point total. Um, I thought he did fine. I thought he's show, I think he's showing progress. I am happy with him. Moses Moody, I thought, had a great game. He only played 16 minutes again. The stat sheet won't reflect it. He also had that an, uh, unfortunate scenario late in the game where he had back-to-back corner threes that he missed both of. They went long. They were straight, but they went long. Um, but again, 16 minutes, I would have liked to see more uh, playing time for him. He only, uh, you know, he had two assists, two rebounds to go with the, the three points from the one-made three-pointer. But again, I thought defensively he was solid. Uh, and he causes problems because of his size. He is a big dude out there. Um, and again, obviously, Dante DiVincenzo, Jordan Poole, uh, and then Kevon Looney had a fantastic game, 14 points, 11 rebounds. And again, the, the Warriors kept this game close. I do guarantee this. The Philadelphia 76ers are not going to win the world championship this year. They're not good enough to do that. But they're still a damn good team. And for the Warriors to keep this game close, uh, all the way until you know the, the final whistle or buzzer or whatever. Uh, I I was I was happy. I was not fully you know it was, I wasn't like disappointed or depressed about it. Like I I can feel, and I'm sure a lot of you relate to that. But now comes the oh, and actually one more thing before we go to the bad stuff. Jermichael Green. I thought he was okay tonight. Look, he's not going to be a three point threat. Okay, let's just give up on the idea that Jermichael Green is going to actually give you minutes. Uh, or sorry, give you three-point attempts. He's going to stretch the floor. Uh, you know, I, look, if you wave him, I don't think anyone's going to care. But I don't think I saw him at all in the second half. And if and if he was out there in the second half, it was, it was you know, very sparse minutes. Um, but in the first half, and I think he played a total of uh, 11 minutes, he grabbed eight rebounds. And he was muscling in there a lot with Embiid. Look, the Warriors... Man, I'm trying to stay positive here. All right, so that's it for all the stuff that I thought was okay. All right. Now, Anus, I'm going to make you happy. I thought the reason why Ty Jerome was on this team and the reason why Steve Kerr liked him so much is because he's a pass-first point guard, because he's selfless, because his role out there is to make others around him better. He was given 19 minutes tonight, by the way. 19. Moody was given 16. I love seeing Ryan Rollins out there in garbage time for that last minute. Wish we could see more of him. 19 minutes for Ty Jerome. And the, the, my biggest issue with Ty Jerome tonight, never mind the horrible defense. He's an awful defensive player. Awful. People score on him at will. He can't stop anyone. Um, he had 10 field goal attempts. 10. He led the bench, and it wasn't even close, in field goal attempts. You know who had the second most field goal attempts on the bench tonight for the Warriors? Anthony Lamb with six. Third, James Wiseman with five. And he made three of those shots. I don't want to see Ty Jerome shooting the ball out there. That's not his role. 
And Anus, you're right. He doesn't pass the ball that much. He takes ill-timed shots. He just routinely misses his shots. I feel like I'm beating a dead horse criticizing Ty Jerome. And it's nothing personal, folks. Okay, like this is a sports show. We're talking basketball. When the game is over and Ty Jerome is not on that court, I have nothing against him personally. He might be a very nice guy. I have no idea. Never said a word to him. But as a player, he sucks. He sucks. He is no good. No bueno. All he does is bring this team down. One of my very close friends, I don't know if he wants to get credited for this, but uh, he sent me a stat on Ty Jerome tonight, and I'm going to break that stat here first uh, before I tweet it out or whatever. So when Ty Jerome plays, the Warriors score 22.9 points per 100 possessions. Let me repeat that again. When Ty Jerome plays, the Warriors score 22.9 points per 100 possessions. That's awful. Okay. That's awful. And this is going to be included in a story that comes out soon. Uh, and again, I was just text messaged this stat, you know, very recently. So I'm sorry if I'm looking at my phone uh, telling you folks this. But again, that's not good. That's not good. He's not a good player. Anthony Lamb is, and again, Rebel to Sounds writes, why do they play Dante, DiVincenzo, and Ty Jerome together? I don't know. I don't know. Um, now, Khaled is on here saying he's going to have to disagree. And for anyone who disagrees, and they're still going to be a Steve Kerr apologist, because I feel like the only way you could defend Ty Jerome at this point is by, you know, defending Steve Kerr, because this is Steve Kerr's decision to play him, right? And Khaled writes, I'd have to disagree with this strongly. Ty Jerome is a good defender. No, he's not. He knows where to pass, does he? Uh, he he's one of the leading turnover machines on this team, and and uh, he actually didn't have a turnover tonight, which is for once good. But um, again, 10 field goal attempts in 19 minutes to lead the team, that's not what he's there for. He played well in the fourth quarter. They didn't win. And yes, who gets those minutes? Moses Moody. 100%. Um, it, it's a no-brainer in terms of who gets the minutes. You know who else should get those minutes? Ryan Rollins. Because the bottom line is, if you're not winning your games, you have to develop your players. And uh, DeLuzer Gills writes, uh, Alchemy likes Ty Jerome. Well, First of all, he was on the show and, and we talked and he didn't say that to me, but um, he likes Anthony Lamb and, and him and I are going to have to uh, agree to disagree on that. And again, no cap, hate's a strong word. I don't hate these people unless you say sports hate, then yeah, that's fair. Um, but Ty Jerome sucks, okay? And look, the one di there are two huge differences between last year's World Championship Golden State Warriors team and this year's 14 and 16 Golden State Warriors team, who's 2-14 and 14 on the road. Anthony Lamb, Ty Jerome. They replaced Gary Payne II. They replaced Otto Porter Jr., Nemanja Bielitsa. I still don't know why they let go of Juan Scano Anderson and Damian Lee. That makes no damn sense to me. But they replaced those five with Dante DiVincenzo, great. Jamichael Green, Ty Jerome, oh my God, what, what the hell is this? 
and Anthony Lamb, alleged an alleged rapist, who is what average at best. The Warriors are not winning a world title if those two-way players are on the team at, at the end of the season. Okay, that is just like my biggest fear right now is that Ty Jerome and Anthony Lamb are going to be given guaranteed deals because they can only play 50 games as two-way players. And right now they're at 30. So there's 20 games to go. I have no idea what's going to happen in 20 games. But if the Warriors offer those two guaranteed contracts, the Warriors are tanking for Wembenyama. That's it. Plain and simple. And Orlando, I feel like Orlando writes, uh, Ty Jerome is Chris Chioza too. I feel like that's an insult to Chris Chioza. Chris Chioza at least had that one awesome game last year in San Antonio, in case you forgot about that. Um, let's give some love to Ben online here, and we'll continue on. And traveling Urquides, Urquides writes, trade green for picks. Who, Draymond Green? Maybe, maybe. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. Now I'm giving the right read. <laughs> and more specifically, betonline.net. They're your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to the college bowl season to basketball and the World Cup. We've got it all at betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can find those there as well. Not as good as us, obviously. And we're always, we're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online. It's where the game starts. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. Sorry, one of my... One of my uh, vices in life is I sometimes like to pop a skull bandit. I'm in a bit of a mess tonight. All right. So, Ty Jerome sucks. Anthony Lamb. <sighs> What's going on with Anthony Lamb here? What did he do tonight? Anthony Lamb played 20 minutes, which means there are 20 minutes that could have gone to James Wiseman. Those are 20 minutes that could have gone to uh, a little more to Kaminga. Kaminga played 29. He could have played 38. Could play 37 like Jordan Poole. Again, Anthony Lamb, I don't mind as much, but if you're going to play 20 minutes and you're basically like the power forward of this team, I want more than three rebounds. I, I, you know, I, I just, Anthony Lamb is not the answer. I am very disappointed that James Wiseman only got 11 minutes tonight. I liked what I saw out there. I know he had a bad first half. He got three quick fouls. Look, Joel Embiid is a beast. To, to, to task Wiseman with guarding Joel Embiid, that's just a lot to ask for. Um, and by the way, Ryan Shelton, <laughs> who writes, it's not personal with Lamb, 
and then calls him an alleged rapist. That's some Skip Bayless, you know what? Is it? Have you read the lawsuit? You know, I, I did the show that I that I hosted where I, you know, forged a script that had all the facts that I had to present as objectively as possible to avoid any form of defamatory uh, content. Is when when you read the details. Okay, and you still decide that you're just going to forgive him or give him the benefit of the doubt. Keep in mind, this is a player that has been with this team for two and a half months. All right, so why do you trust him? Why does the team trust him? I was also raised with the with the uh, this information. I was somebody brought this information to me also that I had completely forgot about Kendrick Nunn when the Warriors added him. I think he's actually a convict. He was convicted for sexual assault. Um, and you're right, traveling. Uh, your quid is my my audio. The, the audio crapped out when I read the whole thing, and then it was fine again afterwards. That was just the most bizarre thing ever. But um, Ryan, when you have an allegation like that levied towards you, do you really think that's something that doesn't have anything to do with basketball? Do you not understand the influence professional athletes have on a community around them? Like that. That's that's very disingenuous to say it has nothing to do with basketball they these are these are individuals that have considerable influence on the community around them what kind of message does that send it's and and again what how is it worth it i don't know uh it's a i i, I strongly disagree that that is like a skip bayless move or that's you know that i'm just i'm pulling that card uh as a means of just attacking them that's a very serious allegation okay and if you actually read the details of the lawsuit, there is a lot of aspects to it that lead to evidence, leads to witnesses. It's also not just one instance, by the way. Anthony Lamb was alleged to have held the subject captive as a prisoner. And, and that was just on the night where he allegedly raped her. Then there were two other instances where he was accused of having sex without a condom basically not letting her know or basically doing it against her wishes and then videotaping sex with her and not even telling her about it, doing it without consent. Um, I, I Look, if you want to say that's a skip bail smooth, fine, but I don't think there's anything wrong with letting people know that this is out there. All right. He was accused of raping a person in a program that is being sued for covering up numerous instances like this. All right. It's sketchy. How many other players out there have allegations like this against them? And LR, you ask, why can't you stop talking about Lamb? Because he played 20 minutes tonight. Because he's taking up a lot of time on the floor for a team that's 14 and 16. Who's trying to repeat as a world champion. Here's a question for you. Why do you, why do you ignore this stuff? Why do you want to just brush it off? He does suck, Raphael. You're right. He's not a good player. And on top of that, a lot of you want to just pretend that he didn't allegedly rape a woman. That's a monstrous act, folks. I'm not going to ignore that. I'm sorry. Because that is a deplorable thing to do. And there's a very good chance his time is coming for that. But more importantly, or not more importantly, but also on the same page, why are you, is the Golden State Warriors wasting their time on this guy? There are plenty of better options out there, you know? And again... I don't know about you. I don't. There were two people in my life who, have, who, have, who were in situations where they were accused of something this serious. All right. And they both did it. 
in in there, there's a stat out there that shows in nearly every instance where there's an accusation of rape or sexual assault. It's something like 95% of the time it's true. I understand that sometimes there are false allegations out there. This woman's been pursuing this for three years. All right. And when you look at this lawsuit, it doesn't, there is a lot in there that makes you really squirmy and sketched out about this. All right. And again, for those of you that sit here and say, oh, well, and LR, again, this is about basketball. He's on the team. He's getting 20 minutes. You want to stick to basketball? He sucks. He's an average or best rebounder. He's a bad defender. His three-point shooting, when he makes them, are just, they're not great timed. He doesn't win games for you, okay? He's not a winner. Is that basketball enough for you? He's a two-way player who's been released by awful teams who wasn't drafted for a damn good reason. What else do you want to bring at me about this guy? And again, more importantly, why do you defend him? Were you accused yourself of something like this? And this is like a sore subject for you? And Ray, no, his defense sucks. It sucks. And again, when you ask who has to play over Lamb, James Wiseman. All right? James Wiseman should have played more than 11 minutes tonight. I would rather have Jermichael Green get more minutes than Anthony Lamb. All right? Anthony Lamb is a lousy player. I agree. Trey Underwood, I have no idea where all these Ty Jerome and Anthony Lamb fans are coming from. And again, for the people that are saying, bro, the show is going down, point the finger at the people that keep defending an alleged rapist and Ty Jerome, who is awful as a basketball player. Are you looking at the product on the court for the Golden State Warriors? Do you see a team that you think right now is going to repeat as a world champion? They're 14 and 16. They're 2 and 14 on the road. And Ryan Shelton, I don't even understand what that means to say it's a Skip Bayless move. I don't get that. I don't even understand what you mean by that. So are you? is your insinuation then that we should just keep our mouths shut about this? It's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, no. I, I, it, it makes me sick that this guy is on the Warriors. No truth. That, that's, that's the truth right there. It makes me sick that this man... Read the damn lawsuit. I might just have to do another show again where I have my script and and, and try this again. That, But if I do it again, I'll have uh, Kylan on the show with me to add on to this because her and I have had a lot of off-the-air discussions about it. She's as sickened as I am, more so probably. And it is wrong at this point. Not only the fact that no one's talking about it, that they seem to be giving a free pass to him, but that this man is on the team. He doesn't bring anything to the table. Now... And now, Anus, well, I love what you're bringing to the show tonight. Yeah, fair enough. Solomon's Tech, fair enough. We'll move on from the topic. Now, Anus brings up a point. Um, oh, see, and, and blame the people in the chat. I'm, I'm not going to ignore this, all right? You're saying Lamb is better than Wiseman. What do you base that on? If you are a Steve Kerr apologist, then at least just say that. Say you can't think for yourself, and whatever the head coach of the Warriors does, you just obey and 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 follow, all right? He makes a lot of mistakes. Kerr makes a lot of mistakes as a coach. You're right. It is Steve Kerr who wants him in there. And it is a massive mistake that he's doing that. Um, I want to play a, a soundbite here because uh, we'll talk about trades in just a minute here. Yeah, it, just get, it, does, it does boil my, it boil my blood a little bit that people are defending someone who 
A, if we're just going to talk about basketball, who brings nothing to the table. Look at this Warriors team, folks. They're not that good. And a huge reason why they're not that good is because they let go of all their depth under the premise that they wanted their youngsters to play, right? You have three lottery picks on this team. You have a former number two pick in James Wiseman who doesn't get any opportunities to play under Steve Kerr. He gets like snippets of time here and there, which does not build confidence, does not build skills. You need reps. You need experience to become a good player. So, but Steve Kerr decides, okay, I've been handed this roster that has three lottery picks who need to play to develop. And, but no, I'm going to stick with the two-way guys that no other team wanted. One of them, no one even wanted to draft. Two teams waved their asses because they sucked. No, we're going to play them a lot. And, oh, look, the results of that are a 14-16 and 16 record, a 2-14 and 14 road record, which you want, you go on continuing to defend Ty Jerome and Anthony Land because in your eyes, you think they're good. He's, Ty Jerome is awful. And Steve Kerr is just swinging and missing left and right with this team. Now, Steve Kerr also said something about, um, about uh, Clay Thompson's uh, performance tonight because Clay was not good. And at this point, I'm, I think I'm ready for Clay Thompson to come off the bench. I really am. And, and this is not a slight uh, back. to um, yeah, I mean, it's- this is not a slight to Clay to do that. Manu Ginobili has come off the bench. Andre Iguodala came off the bench. It's not a diss. You could, as long as you're like, to me, the most important five players on a basketball team, and I think any coach will agree with this or anyone will. The most important players on a basketball team are the ones who close the game. The, 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 the ones who are there to finish the game. Those are the players that the coach trusts the most. Clay Thompson will still be finishing games. But at this point, given how Jordan Poole plays as a starter, given how Clay Thompson is just struggling all season long, given that he sometimes shows up like tonight where he doesn't show up, where he just looks lost, he looks uninterested, disinterested. And his performance reflects that. It might be time for change. And again, this is Kerr's worst year by far as a head coach. Here he is talking about uh, Clay Thompson. Yeah, I mean, a tough night for Clay. I, I mean, just the fact that he played, you know, his knee uh, um, was was bothering him at shoot around. You guys know he was questionable before the game, but um, he's just uh, the guy fights through everything. And uh, so just his effort. Um, tonight was was there but the shots weren't going um he had some good ones he, he maybe rushed a couple but just wasn't his night and um you know he'll bounce back yeah i mean a tough night yeah you think that he had a bad night i think it's time for clay thompson to start coming off the bench i really do i, I <clears throat> you can't just you can't just like let this continue all season long i'm this season is starting to slip away it's starting to slip away. Stephen Curry is not going to be playing on this team again until late January, early February. Valentine's Day, I'd say, if you want to be realistic, is when to expect him. And and Rafa, I don't agree. I, I don't disagree with you that that Clay's not done. But what I am saying is maybe, maybe there might a, a change is needed. All right, maybe bring him off the bench. Have him support the youngsters, stagger the minutes so that Draymond Green continues to do what he's been doing, playing minutes with the second unit, only instead of Ty Jerome and Anthony Lamb out there just sucking the life out of the the, the fan base, 
the team. Play the youngsters. At least they're eager. And at least they produce sometimes. And at least when you see them play, there is hope. You see a future there. These are players who five years from now are supposed to be carrying this franchise. <clears throat> Trey Underwood writes, who are the two-way players that got consistent minutes for the Warriors last year? Well, Chris Chioza was one of them. And then oh, the other one is a player that I really wish they still had. That was Spoons, Quindary Weatherspoon. I really, I, I really am bummed that Quindary Weatherspoon is not with this team. And people look at me and say, and I've heard criticism when I defend Spoons, like, look at the numbers. He didn't put much numbers. Why, why do you think he's going to be so good? Stats aren't reflective always of a player's impact, how good he is. Not to mention with Spoons, he wasn't getting a lot of minutes. But look, I, I dude, like when I met, like, so, so I, I, I've had a few encounters with, with, uh, with Weatherspoon. I like him as a person. And when it comes to team chemistry, which I don't think you need to be like, you know, uh, an expert at basketball analytics to see this, the Warriors chemistry and vibes this year suck. They're not good. Like, the, like the body language isn't there. You don't see the, 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 the positive emotion from the bench reactions. I don't see happiness on this team. And one thing Quindary Weatherspoon brought was, was just great chemistry. Like, like he, he made people laugh. He made people comfortable around him. And what I love the most is that this is a player who was going on his fourth two-way contract. And his entire mission this year was to replicate Gary Payne the second success. That was his entire mentality. I want to come in there and do what Gary Payne the second did. And here's the part that's really disappointing and depressing, folks, is that they didn't waive him because they didn't think he was a good fit. They waived him because during the summer league, in an interview, he expressed disappointment. And it wasn't like harsh. It wasn't like he was calling anyone out or he, didn't, he wasn't even angry. He just expressed an opinion that, that he was not happy with not getting a guaranteed deal. And that's something he wants to fight for. The team didn't like that. The team wanted him to go lockstep as a two-way player and just basically be submissive. And that's why they cut him. That's ego, folks. That's all cool. And the loser writes, I should be hating on Myers and Lakeup. I, first of all, I hate the fact that I'm being called. A, I don't like to hate. I, I, if you've, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm a huge hard man. I don't, I don't like to be negative like this, but I also love my warriors. And this is a team that should be repeating as a world champion easily, not struggling like this. So if I'm going to be really critical of someone, I don't, I don't think the problem necessarily is Myers because Steve Kerr, A, has a huge influence when it comes to personnel decisions. And B, he's the one who's giving these minutes to Ty Jerome and, and Anthony Lamb when he should be giving these minutes to the youngsters. I've talked about this before on the show, but it's been a couple months and I'll repeat it again right now. There is a, ch a chasm between Steve Kerr and ownership. Ownership has three lottery picks they're paying millions upon millions of dollars to and who they take great pride in when james wiseman for example uh was sent down to santa cruz joe lacob was there for that game to show support joe lacob likes his lottery picks he wants them to play steve kerr doesn't want them to play and so steve kerr as an act of basically defiance and as a subtle message 
is basically telling ownership, I'm not going to follow along with what you want me to do. So I'm going to play these two-way guys that he has an affinity for. And I don't get the why of that, given the results do not support it. They're 14 and 16. Okay, no matter what three-point percentage number you show at me, no matter what scoring average you show at me, no matter what rebounding numbers you show at me, the only stats that matter are wins and losses. They're 14 and 16. Something is broken here. It starts with the minute allocation that Kerr is giving to these two-way players who do not belong on a roster pursuing a repeat world championship. So you have the lottery picks. And again, you need to develop them. And one of the fundamental effective teaching methods is learn as you do. I'm also a teacher, folks. I'm a professor. I And I've been doing it for 10 years now. I know it's very different from an NBA roster. I get that. I'm not delusional. But if there's one thing that I do know when it comes to teaching is that there's no more effective of a method than learn as you do. That is what the top universities pride themselves on. And right now, James Wiseman, Moses Moody, and to a slightly lesser extent, Jonathan Kaminga, are not learning as they do because they're just rotting on a bench. So that's what's going on here, folks. I want to be positive tonight. Man, and then we started getting all anus. I, I start with you. You were the rabble rouser. You poked me. You pushed my buttons. Uh, by the way, uh, 49ers minded. Great to see you. Congrats on your Niners, bud. Brock Purdy. How about that? At least we got the Niners. Um, so I'm, I'm actually, again, I'm not that discouraged by tonight's game. This Philadelphia 76ers team is good. They're a good team. And even though Kaminga on the stat sheet didn't show it tonight, the zero rebounds was stark. That's unfortunate. But I love this defense and his aggressiveness and his tenacity on James Harden tonight. He did not make things easy on him when he was defending him. He didn't get baited into stupid fouls. That part I loved. Um, Dante DiVincenzo was fantastic. Fantastic. They need to give him an extension today. Because, again, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, he's – has a $4.5 million player option for next season. He's not going to sign that. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent. Give him an extension now, please. And this show's running long. I don't care. I'm supposed to go at 30 minutes. Let's finish it on this note. This team needs change. All right, 30 games is a large enough sample size to make serious determinations. All right? This team needs change. And what that change is, again, this is, I am not the GM. Bob Myers needs to do something. Steve Kerr needs to do something. I don't know if that change is something as subtle and simple as moving Clay to the bench. Once Steph comes back, that's kind of a, a moot point right now because Steph's gone for the next four to six weeks. But I don't know if that change is trading James Wiseman. I don't know if that change is trading a couple of lottery picks. I don't know if that change is finding a, a free agent. From the buyout market, I feel like if they were going to add a free agent based on who's available now, they would have done it by now. So maybe Bob Myers is waiting for the buyout market and seeing who slips through the cracks, who unexpectedly gets bought out so they could play for, for a, a contending team. And Sammy, right on. You're right. You're absolutely right. Sammy Hamburg writes, you should be blaming Draymond for punching pool than for ruining team chemistry. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. 
that I mean that to me like like this whole season's karma has been bad, right? It's just this has been a bad karma season. It started with the team going cheap, not re-signing Gary Payne the second, not re-signing Otto Porter Jr. Let and then you let Spoons go. You replace him with these two two-way guys that this 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 project is a failure. This is a, these the the Jerome Lamb experiment is a failure, right? But letting go of spoons was it was it was bad karma, man. This kid was good for the team. Then obviously the Draymond punch, right? And then and we're, now we're here. Um, so some changes needed. Um, Stoney says should have signed Boogie. He's still out there. They still can. Um, Thomas Martin, who might be right. You might be right. That the war, he's the Thomas Martin writes, Warriors just need to play with a sense of urgency like they did against the Celtics. You might be right, but the way they're going right now, they're not going to even make the play in, you know. I mean, so, so, and maybe they need players that will have that urgency. Um, yeah, and Coast to Coast writes, uh, because there is some news out there that Bob Myers, uh, I believe is not even under contract right now. Um, he's angling for a new deal. Coast to Coast writes, I have a feeling Myers doesn't want anything to do with Steve's politics. That's why he doesn't have a contract. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I do feel strongly. And yes, Sarah, they're 14 and 16 right now. And I do feel strongly that that serious change is needed. Um, I would not be opposed to trading Draymond Green at this point. I really would not. You got to get something incredible back for him. Like Bam Adebayo is my dream. It's like my dream player. Like I, I feel like if the Warriors could pull off like a Draymond Green, James Wiseman, we'll give you every first round pick we have for the next, you know, seven years uh, for Bam Adebayo, do it. Please do it. Um, I love Vanderbilt from Utah. If he's available, do it. I'm all in. You know, if the asking price is Kaminga, that's that's tough. But yeah, this is rough, man. This is rough. <laughs> um, anything else before we're done? Yeah, Steph's legacy is important here as well. Sarah, you also add that, and that's a great point. Stephen Curry turns thirty-five on March fourteenth, and what are you doing about that? You know, um. I'm seeing if anything else. Uh, Vanderbilt and Olenek from the Jazz for Wiseman and Moody. Yeah, why not? What the hell? Why not? Yeah, so again, I'm not discouraged by tonight's game because, because again, you're missing Wiggins. The Wiggins absence is huge, folks. He's going to come back soon. You're missing Draymond. Um, you're obviously missing Steph. Andre Iguodala will come back. Here's a weird thing about Iguodala. He's been practicing with the team. Another weird thing, by the way, I don't, I, I, no one knows this because the Warriors have have been really shutting down a lot of media availability lately, but uh, the Warriors are not holding practice that much anymore. I don't get that. That's that's something that has not been reported. Um, but this is a team that used to practice very regularly, like three, four, five days a week. They're barely holding practices now. Um, no cap, uh Here's one guarantee I will have for you. Well, not a guarantee, but I believe strongly in this because you write, maybe they bring in Sam Presti this offseason. If Bob Myers goes, um, his replacement will most likely be Brent Berry. Um, and I wouldn't mind that. I, I, I like Brent Berry. I, I like him as a person. I think he's a smart, he has a smart basketball mind. 
Um, so Brent will likely be the person if Bob Myers leaves. Um, but I, yeah, the 14 and 16 folks, I'm sorry to be a hater. I, I, that's not at all what I want. Um, I don't like espousing all this negativity out there, but this team is, is change is needed. And these two way players are not it. Um, no cap. Brent Barry is Rick Barry's son. He's an executive of the San Antonio Spurs right now, a former slam dunk contest winner, former world champion with the Spurs. Um, and if, and no cap, if you're, if Kirk Lakeup replaces, that's Bob Myers. That's not good. I'm, I'm not a nepotism fan personally. Um, I love Myers too. Yeah. I, let's just hope that doesn't happen, but, um, yeah. So maybe on next, on the next show, we'll talk about some trade scenarios. Um, I know my buddy Connell Turno is writing a great piece coming out Sunday, talking about the state of the team. Definitely read that from the San Francisco Chronicle. Um, iQuest writes, what is causing Kerr to not see that Wiseman does much, much less damage on the floor than Lamb? I don't know. I don't know. I, I and, and a huge part of the problem is that our media here is borderline afraid of Kerr. And so they never ask him the tough questions. And so it's hard to get the answers, you know? Um, yeah. Have a great weekend, everyone. <laughs> um, and again, don't be super discouraged. Um, even though they're 14 and 16, that two and 14 road record is atrocious, but it's still early. Again, in case, let me remind you one more time. The Warriors right now are three games back of the sixth seed currently held by the Portland Trailblazers and Sacramento Kings. Let me correct that. What I just said. They're three games back of the fifth seed because those teams are tied for the fifth seed. The Warriors are only three and a half games back of the four seed. The Warriors are only five games back of the two seed. So let's not panic too much. All right. Still early. We've still got 52 games to go. The two way, the two way players, uh, they will not be eligible to play any more games after the 50 game mark. And, um, yeah, <laughs> I don't think we're horrible, but there is change needed, folks. There is change needed, okay? Because this product, this ain't it. And um, let's hope it starts with the two-way players just being phased out. I, why not promote Travion Williams for, for Anthony Lamb? Why not promote Pat Spencer for Ty Jerome? I don't yeah, this is, this is baffling. And, again, the Mike Brown absence might have a huge impact. Maybe that's what's going on here. Maybe it's all of the above. Anyways, I love you folks. Thank you for joining in. Um, I'll try to make a, a bigger announcement for future shows. I wasn't even planning on doing this tonight. It, someone tweeted at me if I'm going to do it. They wanted to bet. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. One up. Um, so I'll, tr I'll try to be more on top of raising awareness for future shows. But seriously, thank you so much. Um, <laughs> Sol Solomon, uh, Where's that, where's that comment? Who wrote that? Uh, Solomon's Tech writes, Lakeup is paying millions in luxury tax for mediocrity. Yeah, you nailed it. I'll say this. You know Lakeup's not happy right now. So, and that man acts, all right? He doesn't just sit on his laurels when things are going bad. He's all about action. So I do love that. Um, so let's hope for some change happening soon. But yeah. Thank you again. Have a great weekend. Next show is Monday. Uh, Kylan Mills will join me. I think Monday the Warriors, uh, let me look at their schedule real quick because they're only halfway through this, this brutal road trip. Um, I believe they next play on, uh, where's my schedule here? Um, 
is going on? I'm lost. Oh, here we go. They play Sunday at Toronto. So uh, most likely Monday, Kylan and I will, will have a full show. Um, we'll be live. Just follow us on Twitter at Locked on Dubs. That's where we announce all these things. Um, otherwise, yeah, that's it. Thank you, everyone. Really. Have a great weekend. Um, and we'll see you Monday. Peace. Bye. Lou. I don't know yet, Coast Coast. Follow us on Twitter at Locked on Dubs. I'll announce the time. I'll announce all that stuff there. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.